Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. Perspective of people of color. It is your boy, DJ Ben Amin, aka Lightwork Yagami, Quantum Leech, AA Bay 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 Bats, <laughs> Professor Excellent. I'm messing it all up tonight. Premium Peter Parker, Chris Radnorock, <laughs> Big Dick Grayson Energy, Black Black Goliath, Yolo Baggins, Lando Californication, The Ghost in the Shell Toe, Doctor Who's Man's Is This, here in the spaceship tonight. And since I just messed our whole intro up, I'm just trying to let my comrades take over. Of course, Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as E. Honda Civic, Princess Preach, <laughs> Dame Diner Dash, Oprah Slim Free, Victoria's Secret Wars, Stone Cold Steve Flawson, Gem and the Hollow Fan, T'Challa Bread, Queen of the Amazons, Prime Subscription, and Gin and Juice Urso. And as always, we are joined by... Jeff J, a.k.a. Shaka Hulu, Miles Morassic, Earth, <laughs> Wind, and Firestorm, LeVar Bourbon, Bagger Vance Astro, Fortnite Rider, Legion and Jews, Endajaka Khan, Fax the Destroyer, and Neil Deadass Tyson. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I know you've said Shaka Hulu before, but that one called it's me. It's still hilarious. And like I said before, welcome to Fan Bro Show. Thank you to everyone out there who has subscribed on YouTube. You know what I do every week. You know, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Hit you that know, give subscribe. us that like. Hit you that know, like. Give, you know, <laughs> I like the extra movement you got yeah, there. Yeah, you gotta extra do that. Movement. Yeah, you gotta give Post them the your whole. comments, all that stuff. It's a, if it's an effed up comment, I'm deleting it. Hit the subscribe. <laughs> hit the subscribe. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> Yo, but, we gotta we have to have a conversation about bad accents in uh, cinema. Wow, that's a good one. That is a good one. Mm. I I just remember the one when um uh, Rick when Rick first started on Walking Dead and. He was, his Australian accent would kick <laughs> all the way through, yo, all the way through. You try to do wow. Georgia, it is straight Australian. He got it together though. He definitely got it together. He was from Perth, Georgia, <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, Georgia. Took a walkabout in Georgia, but no, we got it together. Like we said before, this is Fan Bro Show, Voice of the Urban Geek, all that good stuff. Thank you to everybody who's subscribed, who's listening, new, old. Everyone who's following us on Instagram at Fanbro Show. The Instagram is popping. The Twitter is popping. You know, shout out to, you know, the boys. But the brand is trying to brolic over here, too. You know, we doing our yep. thing right now. You know, I'm not saying, you know, not Showtime deals and all that just yet. But it's coming. It's coming. Whoo. And, you know, as always, man, you know, we, uh, I mean, oh, Lord. Mm. This one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that says it all, you know. <laughs> I don't think we really even spoke on this at all last week. We kind of just, you know, kept our mouth shut and just waited it out. But the James Gunn 
firing from Guardians of the Galaxy is not going away anytime soon. All pretty much all the actors who were involved in the last two films came out today or yesterday with a letter where they expressed their support. I mean, went above and beyond the call of duty, basically. Because they could have easily just been like, yo, thanks, James. You did great work on the first two. We'll miss you. But, you know, deuces. And they really went all the way out and were like, no, we love James. We really think Disney should hire him back. Yeah. Um. So just to get some a little bit of backstory, years ago, I, I believe... Was it five, six years ago, something like that? Ten. ten oh, ten. worse. Wow. Okay, ten years ago, yeah. he wrote a series of tweets where he basically made some pedophilia jokes. I believe he made uh, a molestation jokes as well. And for some reason, he decided to tweet tweet these. Maybe he was testing material. I don't know. It's indefensible. You shouldn't be doing anything like that at all, let alone doing that on a public forum. And for some reason, uh, people don't understand that even 10 years ago, places like Twitter are public forums. It's the same thing as you going outside and running around saying, you know, kill all X, Y, Z people or whatever. Like, it's the same thing as you running around yelling out all sorts of wilds ish that you wouldn't necessarily do in person. It's the same thing. And for some reason, people don't take the internet seriously. They, they still think the internet is an imaginary place. Still did when Twitter was in, in first throes of, of being a social media network. Even though there wasn't a lot of people on it, there was enough people at, on it at the time. And now you see that whatever you've posted anytime at any point on the internet may and can be used against you in the court of law, in the court of public opinion, and elsewhere. So he did this. He said his statements. Again, I personally think it's indefensible to do. He did this, like you said, about 10 years ago, maybe back in 2015 or so. He actually put out a, a series of apologies about this. I'm not sure if he brought it up. Somebody else did, brought it up, but he did. And this was what? During Guardians of the Galaxy 1? Mm-hmm. So this was during or right after or, or whatever the case may be. But this was during 1. So he did that. And at the time, there was no consequence as far as we can tell there was no backlash from disney disney didn't put a fine on him they didn't fire him all the other stuff they essentially let him ride on that i personally didn't even know this happened i didn't even know any of this even happened until he got fired from the next guardian of the galaxy guys and galaxy three now i didn't even know any of this occurred until this this whole this brouhaha came about and as mm. ben Hamid pointed out this week a few days ago even zoe saldana chris pratt bradley cooper and pretty much most of the cast of guardians of the galaxy came out in support of james gunn they put out a which really was a nuanced letter expressing their that they're not defending what he did they you know they agree that it was wrong all this other stuff at the same time they feel like because he's always been a great honor he meaning um, Gun has always been a great honor to, honorable person to work with, and he's been this and he's been that. They feel strongly that without him, they cannot continue the Guardians of the Galaxy legacy, if you will. And they've basically asked Disney and, and the public to support reinstating Gun. Um, I've known about this stuff since Guardians of the Galaxy 1, and there was also a blog post that he wrote where he rated like the Marvel and uh, basically just comic book uh women on their like levels of being able to have sex and the different things he 
made weird things. We talked about one character who is a lesbian and he hoped that Tony Stark could have sex with her to turn her out. What? Um, yeah. His tweets are beyond indefensible. Let me say that off the bat. Like, I'm like, it, it's some utterly disturbing shit. And it shows a side that I don't want to say that this man, you know, it's like uh, Kamal Bell's recent special where he was talking about, I don't want to say that they're racist, but, um, you know, and it's the same thing with this. Like, I don't want to say that this man is, you know, has these type of interests, but why would you say these type of things? You know, their jokes weren't funny and they're just horrible. And once again, this is like, I, it's, I, 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 I just don't want to, I, I didn't want to say it, but I have to say it. it's like only a white man can get away with this, <laughs> you know, end of story. There is no way any person of color, any woman could get away with this type of stuff and to turn around and have the cast of a major movie stand up to Disney, the biggest conglomerate ever. At Pretty this much. Point, you know, besides something like Amazon. And, you know, no one else is getting this type of love. No one is ever getting this type of support if you'd said well, some this wild shit. Well, let me let me um, I'm glad we're talking about this because. Uh, we we've been talking about a lot of these situations offline where I truly think I'm pretty much done with contextual conversation on Twitter mm-hmm. because I've realized that people have their opinions and whether it's not really to have a nuanced conversation because I do think it's possible, but not for the majority of Twitter mm-hmm. um, to have a nuanced conversation and people are on there to argue their points and to be right as opposed to hearing uh, hearing uh, different perspectives and really trying to be enlightened. Having said that, looking at this from a contextual point of view, I think it is perfectly reasonable. You, We're humans. We're complex. We can do both, right? You can be revolted by his tweets and everything, those blog posts, this was like Super Saiyan level frat boy humor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where it's not really funny and you're trying to be Howard Stern, shock jockish or whatever. It's peak that, right? You could be, it was horrible. It was reprehensible. It was every million dollar Webster, Merriam-Webster dictionary word that means that it was very bad. But you can also, on the other hand, Look at why these tweets came back six years later. Mm. And look at it from a contextual point of view. You had the Daily Caller, a right-wing publication, a right-wing website, with Michael Cernovich, who is not, who is a racist, a homophobe, and who actually, ironically, supported a pedophile to go in, in office. Mm-hmm. You, you have this dude who, because James Gunn spoke up about Trump, he was like, yo, we're going to get him out of here. Because the thing that a lot of these um, right-wing, quote-unquote, journalists do, and not even really journalists, just whatever they are, they will lament PC culture, but then try to weaponize, quote-unquote, PC culture and cancel culture to get people who are speaking out against things they like out the paint. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what happened with James Gunn. Now, a few things, and, and there's nothing wrong with stating that because that's what happened. And you have to contextualize the source when this yeah. came out. Thank you. Now, a few things. I don't know how you make as much money as James Gunn's make, and you don't delete your tweets. <laughs> you don't delete your tweets. It's $8. $8. <laughs> Tweet deleter. I am going to, in the words of a man who I'm going to keep anonymous, 
$8, save a life. Really? Really? <laughs> Tweet the leader. Yo, understand this. If any organization throws me a bag and I'm not compromising my integrity, oh, I might change my name to I'm too rich to talk to y'all on Twitter. I might do, I might start from tweet zero like, yup, I got the bag. That's going to be my first tweet right. that well, you see. So that's first. Secondly, I'm not really crying over James Gunn because <laughs> look at Chris Hardwick. Look at um, Brian Singer. Look at all these dudes. Johnny Depp. Look at dudes who have been arguably for worse stuff that James Gunn got accused of, they're back on their feet. James Gunn is going to be perfectly fine. So I'm not going to cry over him. Mm -hmm. But I'm also not going to chastise the cast and crew for speaking up against him. Because it's easy to dump on them and say, how could you support XYZ? But we also live in this world where we want people to take responsibility for what they do. We want them to do better. But then if they display that to people who they work with for years and years and years and they feel like they know this person and want to step up with them, we chastise them. That makes me look at these people like, yo, I don't know if I would want them as yeah. friends. I, I And that's true. It's in this world that we're in, this hyper-localized social media world, which has essentially condensed the entire globe into uh, when you when you say stuff online, you, you're either brought against a firing squad or you brought and made into a deity there's really no in between as you said there's a lot of context that's missing there's a lot of nuance that's missing and i agree with your statement about that i it's it's okay to have many different viewpoints and varying points about it i do understand that there's people who feel like it's completely black and white that if you say you're not okay with this but you're okay with that when it comes to one person then um we're just going to throw the entire baby out with the bath order I, I throw the whole baby away that, that very and, that. and and that's my personal understanding like me as a person and, and my 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 understanding of life I used to be that way but then when I have come to see the shades of gray in people and situations and all sorts of things you got to start humanizing things so that's why like you said I'm not going to go in on the cast it's like well that's y'all decision that's what y'all felt worked for you okay fine my concern again is that when people are sitting here to your point like running up like crying over james and this and that, disney made a business decision disney That's made a business decision disney is as you say one of the largest as ben said one of the largest conglomerates entertainment uh owners whatever you want to say in the world disney is synonymous with children at the end of the day, Disney is synonymous with children, big kids, little kids, old kids, young kids. They're synonymous with children. And for someone who made statements about molestation and pedophilia, that is the exact antithesis of what Disney stands for. Now, you can sit here and argue why they didn't do that 10 years ago or six years ago, or whatever, how many years ago. I don't have the answer for you. I don't know. Because y'all knew this from Jump lit. Street. <laughs> the po- Twitter wasn't the point as lit. is. Right now, in this political and societal climate and social media climate, this is what happened. And also, when we go back to, as the resident tech artist here, I think it's vastly important when any app, feature, 
service skill whatever pops up online and you jump on it as a collective you jump off it individually you really read and understand what this is about what this service what this platform what this whatever is about what how it works what it needs from you in order to work and who can see this information and that's not to say that oh well if it's public you shouldn't say all the things you're thinking it's like if you're a trash person you're going to be a trash person regardless but don't be surprised if you're saying things on a public forum and it comes out years later publicly. Mm. Don't be surprised That's... if things you've said mm. about whatever in the past comes up when you're trying to get a bag because somebody don't like you. Why do you think the advent of group chats ascended? Because I could talk with a group of my friends however I want to and not be chastised by Joe Blow in his in his mother's basement in Kentucky uh, after he tended to the farm talking about uh, I'm problematic. Like that's a reason why a lot of these group chats popped off. If you think about it, like when people started falling off of Twitter and, and started using it as much, WhatsApp, GroupMe, all of those things, really, even when iMessage and all these group texts started popping, like that's that's uh, that's when it really started to rise. But just like what you were saying, Tatiana, I, it, it's funny when I um, when I look at when people are like, it's all or nothing, right? The reason why we can't see the shades of gray is because we live in a world of filters. And people apply those filters how they see fit and they fail to recognize their own shades of gray. And I understand that. And Disney was not messing up that that Fox acquisition. Not for me, not for you. Mickey could have said that and Mickey would have been out. Word. That's how real That's how real it is in this world at this point. And, and Disney understood that because you know what? Six years ago, the world wasn't as attuned to these type of things as they were now. Like no. you could get, yo, he was, he had filmed it already and he had apologized right. for everything. And real talk, uh, social media wasn't as weaponized. Social, right. I mean, the internet is both a tool and a weapon. It always has been, regardless of people realize it or not. Social media, especially now, is, is a very strong weapon and they, and people can weaponize anything you say, whether it's the best thing or the worst thing on both sides of the aisle. So you, Again, you have to be really understanding of what you're saying and using when you're on the internet, period. Doesn't matter what you're saying. It, it, you, you have to be fully cognizant of the platform that you're using, the people who are on it, and the, the information you're sharing or spreading or whatever the case is. You have to be really cognizant. And if you're cognizant and you still and you say, I accept the risks and responsibilities, just like how when you go skydiving and they, they make you check that box, do you accept the risks and responsibilities? <laughs> and do you accept the, the, the fact that you may die by doing this activity? And you say, yup, I'm jumping out the window. I'm jumping out the plane. Same thing. Same thing. And then perhaps that might be, that needs to be inserted when you sign up for services like Twitter. Besides the TOS that nobody reads anyway, the terms of service that nobody reads anyway, do recognize that your entire life can change based on one thing you may say. You may get doxxed. You may get uh, famous. You may, nothing may happen, but you have to understand one and two, accept these risks. The moment you put yourself out there on social media, the moment you put yourself out there on the internet, it's there forever. I've said this on Twitter 30 million times and I usually RT myself retweet myself every few years the internet is forever mm. and also like what Jeff was saying about weaponization and, and what you were saying too as well about social media being so weaponized these days and it's like a different world we live in and that's what really bugs me out like we were talking about how you know it's 
Like Cernovich, of course, all these people who use this stuff, you know, they call people social justice warriors when you stand up for things like diversity and inclusion. You know, they'll say that, you know, they use it as this insult and now becomes the thing where everyone uses these things as an insult, where we use it against each other. And like Jeff was saying, that's why I've kind of backed off Twitter as well, because we can't really have nuanced conversations. And I feel like we have enough real enemies out there as blurs, you know, as ostracized people that we don't need to be sitting here having these arguments over these little things on Twitter and then dividing ourselves even more when we have real issues to worry about. So like you said, Jeff, I'm not really trying to have all these arguments over things. I know I'm known as someone who loves to argue on Twitter, but I've just backed off on a lot lately, especially seeing how these type of things are coming up because you, like Tatiana said, you have no idea what you're going to say to someone that they're going to flip back on you years later, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. I've seen it in action, bro. And mind you, I work in sports. It's even worse. Like, bad sports takes are one thing. But (laughs) I've learned that people ain't really trying to learn shit. Mm -mm. They just want to argue with you. And you have to be able to discern a a conversation from from an argument. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to do that, then you'll know who to interact with. Like I have people on Twitter that I'll interact with all the time because I know that they're sensible. And even if they're wild, they wild out, it's not from a place of trying to troll me or at least troll me maliciously because yeah. we all troll each other at yeah. some point. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's just like, it don't really pay. Like you're not going to educate some of these races. If, if anything, people that come in your mentions, if you want to try to catch them with a quick clap back or whatever, that's really what it is for your own um, self-indulgence. But past that, in terms of really edifying your your mind and your knowledge of what you're talking about it 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 doesn't really it doesn't really pay like i'm telling y'all right now you you just we we and that's the thing we also have to you have to insert context into all of these situations because i've said it i continue to say it on any platform that i've been in from 2008 to probably until Around Obama's second inauguration, Twitter was the wild, wild west. Everybody was trash. Don't let anybody, even the Christian accounts were trash. <laughs> everybody, all the religious accounts were trash. Everybody was trash. I, Unless they deleted them already, we can find trash tweets from anybody who was out during that era. You are, you are well within your right to, to leave them. Or to to grow as a person and say you're not that anymore. People who read those tweets are also within their right to say, oh, you know what? You said this. I don't really mess with you. You know what I mean? Like the people are within their rights. So that's something that you have to accept as well. And I think it's something also to think about how we don't want to see those type of things, but we'd rather people obscure them from us. And we keep a sense of who they are. Like, it's always our faves. You just want pins and needles. Like, yo, don't make no comments. Don't comment about politics. Don't comment about anything. Because the minute you say something out your mouth, I can't mess with you anymore. And I, and I think it's, it's ill to think about how we'd rather not know where people stand than to hear where they stand and have to make a decision on whether or not we, we mess with them like that. All right. Well, we've got much more for the show tonight. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with more Fan Bros Show. I'm about to go troll Ben. I mean, a group chat now. <laughs> Hi, this is Marjorie Liu. And when I'm not bitching about ex mocking of the movie, I'm listening to Fan Bros. 
This is Ta-Nehisi Coates, and when I am not reading Wicked and Divine or Darth Vader or Velvet, I'm chilling with the fan bros. Hello, this is Lexi Alexander. When I'm not on Twitter or kicking people to the head, I'm listening to Fan Bro Show. Should I try it without an accent? It'll never happen. This is Daniel Jose Older. When I'm not writing best-selling ass novels, I'm listening to the Fan Bros. Hi guys, it's Alfred Woodard. And when you are not skiing, roller skating, skateboarding, punching people out, you should be listening to Fan Bros. The best people are. Okay, gotta go. Love you, love you. Bye-bye. You know, I got to say it again. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, all those places. You know, if you're not watching us on YouTube, what are you doing? I mean, I understand we have these beautiful voices, but you need to see these faces to go along with it. Look at Tatiana right there. Look at that hair. Come on. Hello. (laughs) I'm here. I mean, come on. Look at that. You know, me over here, I'm struggling right now. I need to get these shaped up. But, you know, you're looking good. And you know what else is looking good tonight? It is the guac segment. The Geekwinly Asked Questions, where we answer any and everything. Yo, did you know that guac was free today at Chipotle? I mean, yo, Yeah, I'm- if you downloaded the app and then you ordered from oh. the app and put in the code avocado, you would have got free guac on whatever. Nice. I bet that joint, I bet that app crashed like a Nike app. <laughs> <laughs> like a right. Nike sneaker app? Yes. F <laughs> that sneakers app, man, because of y'all, I had to go get some sneakers off of StockX, but I just got them, so I'm not mad. Ooh. Uh, oh, that that sounded like a humble brag over there. But no, it was it was it was a in, in a very irritated irritated mm, comment. I so. Yeah, sneakers sneakers app is. I mean, that's just a heartbreaker. That's just a heartbreaker app, pretty much. It's like you thought. <laughs> it just looks at you and says, "Go ahead, try." I no, I got it. you. All right, hold tight. We'll let you know if you got the sneakers. <laughs> you thought. One hour later, when it's too late to go to any other seller, when it's too late to go Man. to any other website to try to buy because you're not trying to tie up your money. Oh, you don't got them. Like, you wake they have up the, an they, hour. They, got, they have the got them picture. They should have a you don't got them picture. <laughs> and, they, and they play the loser horn from Price is Right every time. <laughs> Listen. I wake up an hour before the damn I thing. do too. I refresh. All my info's in that damn app. Same. My size. All of that. I press that button. It says, hold on, I got you. You're in the queue. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> 10 minutes later, it's like, yo. <laughs> About that. Yo. You know what? Like, yo, that was all me. I thought we had them. We don't got them. I said, you said I was in the queue. My man. Yo, you could try StockX. Maybe Flight Club nah. might have them, but we don't We don't got that tonight. Either that or use the meme of the guy going... You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> see, now, if you guys are on the YouTube, you just see the motion I just made. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can see that is if you subscribe to Fan Bros TV. Mm. Y'all need to stop fronting and subscribe to the damn Fan Bros TV, man. For real. And shout out to everybody who has subscribed because the subscribers have been going through the roof. You know, so thank you all yes. for everybody. You know, it's been lovely. We got a lot more than just a show on there. There's all kind of things on the YouTube. So make sure, you know, you're there. And yeah. speaking of what Word. else you'll see on that YouTube, you know, I, I just heard a little, you know, what had happened was, you know, I I, th- I thought I heard, <laughs> I thought I heard a reference to that real quick, you know, 
Oh man. Yeah, what had happened was you don't got him. Um yes, what had happened was as you guys know I mentioned a few weeks ago or maybe a week ago that I've done a Netflix project with Jump for Joy and also the cast of Luke Cage. So Part one of one of the videos came out. It featured myself, Joy. It featured um, uh, Simone Missick. It featured Gabrielle Dennis. And we talked about uh, being a black woman and, and, and how we focus our pain to power. This time today, part two came out or a portion of it came out about tone policing, basically, and mm. how you go through life when people are uh, literally like the tone of your voice, the inflections you use or don't use, even how you may be approached by people when you're doing things like making emails. And somebody say, oh, you're being a little too forward in your email, but mm. your email is no different from the next. So things like that. So definitely watch watch it it's on all social media platforms it's on facebook youtube twitter ig most <laughs> social media platforms that you that you can think of it's on there watch it hit up my twitter page let me know what you think or hit me up on ig let me know what you think post it tag me i'd appreciate your feedback mm. let me say something right there too because that's something that i've been thinking about a lot lately is about how patriarchal society how you know we as men we really don't understand the effect that women, you know, what they have to go through on a day-to-day basis just to live their life. Things that we just take for granted. And I realized recently that the only way to compare it to something is when you think about how white people, for the most part, don't think about racism on a day-to-day basis. You know, it doesn't affect them. So they don't think about it. And like what you just talked about, like with tone policing, that's so ridiculous. I remember, shout out to Alexi Alexander. She was talking about this on Twitter, how she won't use exclamation points in her emails. We literally talked about that on what happened was episode. That, yes. that is, I mean, it's my, I know it exists, but then, you know, just having to think about that blows my mind and it just disgusts me because it's like, what the fuck? I use exclamation points all day in my emails, not ever thinking once about it because I don't have to police my own tone because I live in a patriarchal society and I'm a man. And I feel like we as men don't, you know, really appreciate that and really don't take the time to think about it and then appreciate what women have to go through every day. So, yeah, thank you. That's for probably that, why I go off on y'all on emails. I'm just and, like, well, they they know who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you should, as you should, straight up. All righty, man, that was a bit of a segue right there. But like I said before, this is detour. Ask questions segment. The guac is extra. Y'all got extra guac. Y'all got chips. <laughs> y'all got a burrito. <laughs> We answer any and every question. You can hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, or you can hit us on the Twitter at fanbros show. And what do we have up first, finally tonight? Up first comes from Statica Shakur, aka Tuxedo Flask, aka Sunflower Seed Samurai. Yes, Samurai Shampoo inspired. I love that anime, always will. They write If you could build your perfect utility belt using objects and tools from anything, what would you include? Hmm. And then as a bonus so, question, what universes are inspiring your selections? How are you going to ask a hard-ass bonus question? We, try, we can't even get through <laughs> well, the main question. Well, maybe that was... Actually, like, I asked that because I figured that might help you think about what properties or universes or fandoms to think of first. And then that would probably give you the object next. So, for instance, if so, you're thinking Harry Potter, if you're thinking Marvel, if you're thinking DC, if you're thinking Image, if you're thinking Lionforge, anything. I'm getting that infinity utility belt. And I was just thinking. Up in there. I was looking at behind you, Ben, and I'm just I know, like, like, just got it. I might have to just get that gauntlet, like for real, for real. Um, no, one I'm thing I'm a belt. I'm getting like a hip oh, pouch and throwing all the stones up in there. Oh, you know? the, so you just press the. St- <laughs> <laughs> I just 
just unzip the you hip just pack. press East Stone like a speaking set. Game over. Don't make me unzip this joint. <laughs> uh, I would love to have uh, Cable's time portal, transporter, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a mother box. I think that's oh, I think that's fire. There you go, fire. Um, yeah. What about what about you, Jeff? What you thinking of? You know what I would put in my utility belt. So if you guys remember the character Slapstick, no, no, he so <laughs> he was like he's a kid. Slapstick is from Marvel, and he's a dude who he got infused with like some type of alien energy that turned him into a living cartoon. So Whoa. one of his powers, and he has like a big mallet, oh, like it's, it's real crazy. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that he had was like an infinite pocket mm-hmm. that he, it was like pocket universes within his pocket. So like he could stash everything he needed in his pocket and and dip in and pull out whatever he wanted. Oh. So I would want that in my oh, that's fire. because everything else that I would need, I would just put in that one pocket. Um, I would have some type, I would have uh, Deadpool's transporter. Because mm-hmm. uh, transportation in the big city is too damn high. So uh, fares and metro, they always go up. Mm-hmm. So why not just transport where you need to be? <laughs> and then you could be anywhere, any place, anytime. Um, what else? What else is good? What is good to have? Tell you about. Um, mm. yeah, those are those are those are two those are two that I could think yeah. of off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, I, I honestly this yeah. is an infinite question, an infinite answers type question yeah. because it also depends on what your favorite fandoms are. So this is probably something we're going to post on our IG story, something we may even ask on the Twitters. What would you all put in your perfect utility belt and and what universes would they be from? Mm-hmm. Cuz right away like I say Infinity Stones and it's over. So it's it's, it's kind of too easy on that one. But I like what Jeff was saying, it also utters uh, a dude from Alpha Flight I think his name is Shaman or Shaman. It's Shaman, right? Yeah. Shaman. Yeah, Shaman. I'm never sure on that Shaman. one. Shaman. 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 No, but he's got a bag and <laughs> his bag is like anything. It's not really anything, but it, he pulls out magical things out of his bag. You know, and he has all kind of craziness in his bag. So I'd like something like that. Mm. Let me say I'm proud of all of us for not going into a very juvenile response when you said magical things out the bag. Thank you. Good job. We we've I all was, grown up was, quite a lot. I was lot. thinking about that. I was more laughing at how Shay, uh, how Shaman Shaman has a bag, you know, and he always secures <laughs> his bag, <laughs> just like a paper bag, like like when you put. What, no, like I mean, like, no, no, like, you know, I, you know, we got secured a bag, you know, get another bag. Like he like always little... secures the bag. You know? Okay, yeah, I like it. Like, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. The next question comes from Scribberisms. They write, "Who had the better oh. accent?" Sebastian from The Little Mermaid or Just, Bushmaster from Luke Cage? Yo, hashtag, hashtag under the sea. Hashtag them calling me Bushmaster. Hashtag. <laughs> yo, yo, straight up. All right, and I'm going to say it right now because a lot of people called us out and said we were way too harsh and I'm going to put it out there right now. Just like, you know, my man Michael Coulter is out here making videos apologizing for the dab. I'm going to apologize and say that I think Luke Cage season two is might be the number one Netflix series produced. Well, there's nothing for me to apologize because I already put it in the top three. What okay. I said was what I said, and I stand by what I said is the first five episodes was boring to me. It, uh, it did not grab me. It did not hold my attention until it gets to episode five or six. And that's when I, I guess me I, as someone else would say I saw the vision. Also, shout out to Power After Hours because Bushmaster sucks his teeth 
like ghost turns to look out windows. And also, yo, did you see? Wow. Did you see a man Tariq? Wow. Did you see a man Tariq? I, I listened to this episode, but I didn't get to finish it. But did you see a man Tariq turn and look out the window this week? I mean, it was that it was glorious, like the father like son. I couldn't believe they did that. Yo, that's definitely that's definitely the gaze when you like yo. I ain't even try to hear. All yo, this shit right there. son, like, ghost will turn and look out a window when he's in a room with no windows. Introspective gaze. Nah, but but yo, nah, don't disrespect. Yeah, hashtag disrespectful. Like yeah, don't disrespect Bushman. I, uh, nah, <laughs> you, know, you know Sebastian is like Saint Lucian or something. Scripper reasons. I assume perhaps you're Jamaican or of some West Indian descent, so you have some understanding of it. So maybe for uh, and the people who are uh, Jamaican have already told us they felt like it was okay. They didn't say it was trash. They didn't say it was the greatest. They said it was actually okay. I didn't think his I didn't think Bushmaster's accent was terrible. Just no, coming now nah, this is coming from somebody again. Nah. This is coming from someone who lived in Brooklyn, come from Brooklyn, lived in Brooklyn, right next to Flatbush, where all the Jamaicans are anyway, or the West Indians are anyway. And I've heard a mixture. Once you're up there, you you become a New York Jamaican. So it's it's a mixture of stuff. He sounded pretty fine to me, but yes, there were people in that general outfit that were suspect in terms of their accent. I'm, I think that's wild disrespectful to compare him to Sebastian to <laughs> Little Mermaid. Wild. 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 Mad disrespect. It's, it's funny, but it's disrespectful. It's wild disrespect. Yeah, wild disrespectful. Like, wild. But, I, but I, I'll say this. When, speaking of that, I thought it was funny how uh, in Luke Cage, they just made it seem like Jamaicans were the only Caribbean yeah. in Brooklyn. Mm. I, I mean, like, I get it, but... Dog or the only it's, immigrants it's, besides it's way the more Italians diverse and the Germans and the and the Chinese. It was like that was the only right. immigrants that exist. Right. We only went to the Jamaican side of Brooklyn. <laughs> like, like there is a Jamaican side of Brooklyn. Like, come on, right. you, you, know, you feel me, dog? You cross that. You cross Flatbush. You in all the different freaking yeah. islands. You in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. bro. At the end of the day, both Sebastian and Bushmaster belong under a large umbrella called Disney. And they're still laughing all the way to the bank. So I think I think uh, they won. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And also, no, that that's wild. Disrespectful scribberisms. Ain't Sebastian like St. Lucian or something? I don't know. But Sebastian I mean- ain't nobody's <laughs> West Indian. Like, how about that? Yeah. Okay. At all. Uh, no. No. The next question comes from, <laughs> you'll like this one, Ben. Doctor Whose Man's is this? Oh, yes. I they- love that. <laughs> I see my influence still shining. Amazing. They write, what up, you guys? My bad, Ben. I mean, I liked your AKA so much. I used it for their IG name. But their question is, if they had to do a crossover, if we had to do a crossover film for one DC character, one Marvel character, who would you like to see pair together? You can choose oh, villains, shit. too. Amalgam. Amalgam is back. Yeah, yep, heard mm-hmm. it all before. Um, But just the the, the movie properties, okay, right? Okay, yeah. Film. Yeah, film. Mm. Mm. Well, y'all didn't you didn't like you didn't specify so I'm gonna cheat a little bit because you didn't specify animated film or live action. You just said film. So that would help because I'm really trying to think of a DC film, film property that I would want because to see. All the DC films I like the best are animated. Yeah. And they are films, they're feature length. So before you try any funny business, so next time be specific because I'm going to find wiggle room anywhere I can. I got I got I got a couple of okay. I got nothing. Um Bring together the whole Lego universe. Ooh, Lego, Lego Batman and Lego Avengers. Ooh, Lego. that's the Lego. that's the Infinity Gauntlet of answers, Jeff. Right, right. Like all the all the Lego all the Lego people, um, bring that together, and um, yeah, let's let's explode the world and bring 
Will Smith's Deadstroke and Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Deadstroke and Deadpool. And let's just let's Deadshot. just let's just see what happens. Let's get weird. Those are yeah, I, I think I think you I was like Deathstroke. One. You mean Deadshot? That fuck. Yeah. I'm almost <laughs> but Deathstroke one. is not him. He's not he he oh he made an appearance in yeah. uh yeah. Justice League. I knew what you meant. So I'm wilding. I'm no, I'm walling. I apologize. I was walk. See, I wasn't. I was walling. I can. I can imagine that. Uh, well, I'll stick with Lego for now. Yeah, I think that's an amazing answer because it they is. could they could comment on how ridiculous it all is and the fact that there are two universes and they could bring in some. Uh, Al- Al- I can never get that one. Al- Almaglam. What is it? Al- Amalgam. Amalgam. I never read one. That was like, oh my god, the nineties, yo. Comic books. <laughs> You would have thought weed was man, <laughs> yo. With, they had like the Batman Wolverine, and I was like, for real, like, ooh, <laughs> like, wow. It was like both of them together, like they were mixed. It was like one character, like oh, Bat- it was one character. Oh, I thought you meant they was like two. Of them oh was- no, that'd be dope. Batman and Wolverine yeah. teamed up. That's dope. No, well, that's no, my answer. Batman Wolverine. They've done stuff like that. Yeah, before. they've done stuff like that. Like they've had. Like I think there's a Batman Daredevil comic book floating around somewhere. Yeah, there's definitely which would uh, make sense. Superman right. and Spider-Man have met. Um, right. They did the whole crossover when all the universes crossed over as well, when DC and Marvel crossed over and George Perez drew, drew that one. So they've done that before. Batman and Wolverine definitely have met. But no, um, that one where it was like they were mixed into one character. And uh, Next <laughs> question. Yeah. Next question <laughs> comes from <laughs> C. Season Cat Love 85. What was y'all favorite Saturday morning cartoon oh. growing up? Ooh, wow. I have Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this. I have so many. Oh, oh my god. god. And I've got I've got ones from like when I was a little kid to when <laughs> I was a big kid. Yeah. Like <laughs> Okay, I have a lot. Oh, let's all right. Uh, I'll let y'all, you know. You either go. Okay, let me go. Uh and I'm sorry, I'm sure I'm gonna think of more as we go along. And I'm trying to regress back. I say Number one, X Men, Fox X Men, because that's but what that. Are we all, are these after school cartoons too? Saturday, that, Saturday, it says Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Saturday but morning. X Men was after school. Which is for tough. me when I started watching. It might have been when you watched it, but when I started watching, yeah. it, it was Saturday morning. So okay, X Men. Okay. Uh, even though it was anime, I think it was same time. I think they were. I think same that, time. I think okay. that joint just ran okay. six days a week. Like, okay, they weren't playing. X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an anime, not cartoon, but same thing. Both DBZ and Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doug. Talk to him. Talk Doug, to him. Doug, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Quail Man, you know. Pepper Ann. Uh, Recess. Keep going. Uh, uh, I got more, but I'm out right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me tag me and tag me and tag me. All right. We're we going to take it back to, to a time, a simpler time. This is the uh, the early the early uh, to mid eighties, you know what I'm Uh-oh. saying? Oh, now that, um, that's where, yeah. We gonna if we, we gonna we talk, gonna we gonna talk. All right, let's go. We, we gonna we gonna we gonna talk. Okay. We where you want me to go? You want me to go to He Man first? Well, I start slow. I start light. Ooh. I start. I remember light when with I saw He-Man. the He Man toy for the first time. I was like, yo, his name is He Man, not not Him Man. <laughs> on Flatbush, he was Him yeah. Man. Yo, oh God, did y'all ever see the Jamaican Spider Man? Oh, I have to do the, that. Was a Jamaican Spider Man. Spider-Man them. No. Spider-Man them. You are a lie and Yo, a cheat. And on the box, it said, with great power comes great ting. <laughs> you are a lie and a cheat. I'm going to find the picture. Yo, I put it on everything I love. Spider-Man them, yo. But I, I can't think about that because I won't be able to finish the show. Um, Transformers. Mm-hmm. 
Beast Wars. You know what? No, you know what? I can't even say that because low key, if Beast Wars was probably the Saturday one, but Transformers, GI Joe, all of that used to come on five days a week. So I won't even. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot I know that came on during like the Disney afternoon, which was after school. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I. You know what? Because Saturday morning cartoons when they expanded, I, I think it. Cartoons when you were home yeah. and wasn't doing oh, anything else, right? The Sonic series, the Sonic, Sonic Saturday morning series. There was two. Wow. There was the one that was mad serious and dark that used to come on Fox, like when 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 animals and ninjas was getting killed left and right. Then there was the high. There was the light kind of like Teen Titans the chaos, like a Teen Titans Go version like that. that came yeah, on like yeah. Channel Eleven or something like that. So both the Sonic cartoons, Ninja Turtles, yes. all of them, even the trash ones, all of them. Um, yeah. I said Beast Wars. Um, Captain Planet. Man. Holy shit, Captain Planet. Yup, yup. Captain with Planet is there too. too. I think. For, right. No, for me, it was only on the weekends. All right, let, let me jump in right, right. here. With, you know, like we, we were talking about a simpler time. You know, the '80s. Some Saturday morning joints that I always loved was uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Is one. Uh, wow. Yeah, that was. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, I actually caught Saturday morning was the illest time when they used to play Robotech. They play Robotech like crazy early, and it was you know stupid violent and all that. So I love that. We talked about this one on the show before, Tatiana. I, Jeff wasn't here for it, but Turbo Teen, the show What's where that? we talked about it before. It's this show where this boy, when he would get wet by water, he would turn into a car. absurd how? who's what were you smoking and how can what i are we get some doing of that? sir because that is incredible yeah turbo team google it i just googled it googled it to remember the name water I, I think yeah, it was water like yeah. if it started raining my man's turned into a, Dodge a race Pinto. car a sports car oh, no, a butter oh, sports oh, oh, car. oh okay yeah. so a fire car okay oh, yeah a fire okay. car he's turbo team you know it was butter wow um, um <laughs> i'm gonna cheat and say adult swim Everything. Well, yeah, Dustin, that cheat. is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Because that was Saturday night, but yeah. I, yo, I have, it was this Saturday. Is, this is, again, anime slash cartoons. Digimon, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, yeah, facts, facts. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, Animaniacs. God. Yeah, but see, those are, yeah, 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 those are all, see, that's the thing, we're blurring the line right here between after school and, you know. But I think it also depends question, on what region you were in, too. Yeah. Because I was, I've always been in New me. York, so. Right. Um, like the like I said, all the like if you, if y'all start talking about Disney this after school specials and Batman Beyonds and WB, that's all after school for me. Yeah, gummy bears after school. Yeah. You know, yeah, those are all classics. I can't. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I can't even remember what was on Saturday and what was on everything else. Yeah. But I remember DBZ was definitely a Sunday morning cartoon because you used to come on yeah, Sunday morning deep, at like ten deep, o'clock or for something. me Salem on DBZ because that was my. Those were literally the first anime I'd ever seen in my life and it opened me up to a whole new world. That was always five o'clock in the morning mm. on channel 11 or oh, channel two. One yeah, of the five yeah, o'clock yep. in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. So if you didn't get up to watch it, you ain't never seen an episode ever again in life. Better tape it on your VHS. <laughs> there's one. Ain't, ain't no DVR, bitch. There's one that I if don't you missed wanna, it. You missed it. That I don't even want to Google because I hope it you know, is as dope as I remembered it was. But there was a pole position. Remember pole position, the video game? Wow. But yes. it was a pole position I think cartoon. it was trash, but fuck it. I just know the intro wow. was dope. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember and it. I had to leave every Saturday because I was in the Boy Scouts at the time. So I had to bounce and I would miss it every week. And it just hurt my feelings because I just remember the intro being so dope. And I was, you know, the animation was so crazy on it. And yeah. I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I don't think you missed it. I much. know. 
But, but it's like when you look back at those old Transformers or He-Man episodes, they are terrible. Oof. Oh Oof. my god, Oof. they're so bad. Like people who complain about Thank the Transformers movies are so funny because the cartoon was so much trash through like the majority of it. Oh, speaking of Transformers, like Transformers Beast Wars, this is when they was like <laughs> yep. in three D oh, yeah, CGI, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, CGI yeah. when they was going heavy into that. All them Transformers, I was on. Those are better. Heavy. Voltron. Beast yeah. Wars. What was the other one? It was Beast Wars. Voltron. Oh, I know what you're talking. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like it was like a Voltron, series of Transformers no. joints. Oh, what was the other? Whatever, one? but and then yeah, it, yeah. It was the one where they went back to um their planet and right. Shit. Oh, Starscream. Oh my go God, treachery. I'm not gonna go to sleep. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to Google. That's all, all right. right. Do we have any other questions tonight? That is a great one, though. No other questions that I want to answer. Oh, awesome. All right, and so as always, make sure you hit us. <laughs> Contact at fanbros.com <laughs> or you can hit us on Twitter or Instagram Man. at fanbros show. <laughs> it's Teddy Roosevelt. And we will be right back with more. Of show. <laughs> hey, this is Boots Riley. And whenever I'm running through the city, driving through the city, running from the police, turning them corners, trying to figure out how to make my escape I quickly turn the radio station to the one that plays podcasts so that I could check out the Fan Bros show keep it locked Welcome back to Fan Bros Show. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. As always, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes, on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you're at. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. Thank you for all the love. You know, and before we get out of here tonight, we got some more to talk about because there is a lot of things going on. The new Venom trailer dropped, Mm -hmm. starring the brother, I almost called him Tom Brady, but Tom Hardy, you know, as Venom. (laughs) And oh, what does that mean? Mm, you did the okay. So here's my thing. I was actually very intrigued when I saw the tra- uh, this okay. trailer. This trailer two, trailer one. I pretty much clown because it looked Venom just looked very wet to me for some reason and very nasty and slimy. And that's just not the vision I had in my head. Again, I'm thinking of the nineties cartoon. So that's probably part of what's framing my reference, but it just, it looks, it it looked strange to me at that time when I saw the original trailer one, which is very short. This trailer is much longer and you pretty much see Venom fucking shit up for lack of a better word. I thought it it looked exciting. It looked very Fox like. Is it Fox that's doing this? Sony. Sony. Uh, Sony. Excuse me. It looked very Sony like. It looked very not um, Marvel. <laughs> it looked very not Marvel, but Sony like in the sense of when you first saw the when they first did Spider Man, where they was really trying to shock the system with some some new new. This to me, I got the same vibes. At the same time. The CG is a little off. So there's something still a little off to me about the CG, about possibly the way Venom looks. But again, I think that that is with time, it might improve. And again, this is still technically early. We don't know what's going to happen in the finished product. Overall, I I thought it was kind of exciting. Like I, I thought, OK, well, this is interesting. Um, there was some stuff that's confused me during the trailer, such as Tom Hardy's accent. 
or whatever that was. I wasn't quite sure where he was from or where he represented. Aren't they in San Francisco? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know where he's from or where he came from or whatever. So that was kind of all over the place. Um, that being said, you do get to see Venom taking over. Eddie, and he's Eddie Brock, right? You get to see Venom take him over. You get to see them using the, the terms of we when you're speaking as themselves mm-hmm. as one one entity as opposed to, one, you know, we don't do this or we don't do that. You see Venom just, again, as I mentioned before, fucking shit up. You see Venom threatening to eat people uh, according to that last line in the trailer, turning them into turd in the wind, which was not a good line no, at all. No, no, So that, that took goes, me off yeah, that, that was like the dab. That was like, you know, that the goes dab, towards man. the like, confusion part for me where, and it happens a lot with Sony movies. The dialogue is highly questionable. Again, this is still early stages, so okay. But but just just based on the action stuff I saw, it looked intriguing. I wasn't feeling that shit, man. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like it, it, yeah. Uh, you know, it just annoys me because how do you have this movie without Spider Man? It's put very this man, strange. It's San Francisco. I didn't even see no, the spider symbol. No, you don't. You won't see it, no, won't see it because because they say Spider Man, as far as they're concerned, don't even exist in this realm, which doesn't make any it, sense. It, and, you, and and you know what? If you're gonna completely botch the the Spider Man lore and do your own thing, then you gotta go above and beyond. At least speaking for myself, you gotta go above and beyond to show me that this movie's gonna be dope. So I can li- look at it like an Elseworld movie in a world where a character that was inspired by the franchise leading character that you have for your studio does not exist. <laughs> this is this is what we get, right? Um, there was some thrilling parts. Uh, I'm not gonna front. There was some thrilling parts to me, but the dialogue yeah. was just very questionable. I, I don't know if that's Tom Hardy with a synthesizer on his voice. I don't know if this is a totally different person. It just the dialogue, Venom's dialogue, um, threw me off. He looks like Nickelodeon slime, um, blackened yeah. slime. That's sentient, and and it, it just I don't know, man. Like I. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna see it. I'm, I'm I don't on this. See I'm it, on the fence. But I'm. I'm. I'm like rubberneck. It's like rubbernecking for me. Like it's like I'm. I, I need to. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm intrigued enough that that I may begrudgingly go see it. But do believe that trailer was no. not all that. Man. That it, trailer was it's not still, all that. It got me from a solid no to I'm on the fence, but I'm still not sure. Like, like if I sound very tentative, that's right. That's how I feel. The, the trailer just made me just more concerned about being confused about what's happening. Now, see, one thing that really does, like me, I'm not even going to front to y'all. No matter how I feel about it, I'm there day one because it's Venom, you know, and it's Tom Hardy. And I like yeah. both of them enough where I'm there day one. And one thing that does intrigue me is that Ruben Fleischer is the director, and he also did Zombieland. Because I was talking about this on Twitter today with somebody about it, and we were like, it doesn't feel like it's really going hard enough on like, yo, this is ridiculous. This might be trash. This might be B-movie, but it's going to be the best B-movie you ever saw. You know, and that's what I want them to go with. Because it's Venom, you know, it's the 90s. I want them to go all the way in and just accept that either it's to be goofy and not like... Really, like when he was making that speech to the guy talking about the role, it was like a long ass speech about turning you into a rolling ball turd. 
First of all, I don't think Venom would be having speeches. Yeah, with that's what I mean. Anybody. Like, I've never recalled Venom having these long ass. Unless uh, it's for Peter. Unless, unless it's for Peter. That's unless it. it's with Peter. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And that, Peter is such an integral, not Peter, but Spider-Man, is such an, an integral part of what makes Venom Venom. It's such an integral part of the relationship between that, you know, the symbiote and, and Eddie and, like, Eddie and Peter. Like, it's, it's just, again, I'm I'm just, but, con- that's confusing to me. And Venom is not Shakespearean. No. no. But even... This is not King Lear with a symbiote. Even taking all that away from, from it. My problem was, Jeez. I thought Venom looked cool enough, but in this movie, so far, it seems that he's battling Riot, who is another symbiote, symbiote, you know, character, but he's a gray with, like, black, you know, stuff on him version. So when you even see him in the trailer for a quick, brief instant, it just looked like a hot mess because it's, like, the black and the gray is not cinem- I didn't even notice... I didn't even I realize thought that he was, was in it. He's in it, but the black and the gray cinematically doesn't look good, good, good. And you know, I don't like Carnage. I just think Carnage would have been a much better choice. I like that, Carnage. To have that black versus red on screen. You know, if you're gonna do yeah. two of these characters together, black and gray, I think was a bad choice. That it just doesn't look good. Well, but the know, other we'll part see. that confused me is I'm trying to understand the tone of the movie because. If, and at first it seemed like they're billing it like horror, but then they're billing it also like a dark comedy. Yeah. And what, and not to say you can't be both. Uh, yeah. You can transcend genres. It's not the problem. It's just that it, it feels confused itself on what genre is trying to be in. Like, is it's trying too hard to be cool, like a Spider-Man 3 kind of thing. So but, I'm... See, that's, once again, I, I, like I say, I have faith in it because... I, every, it's funny because everything you're bringing up is making me have more faith in it because it, it goes back to Zombieland. It's just like when James Dunn took over from Guardians in the first place. I knew he was going to do a good job because I'd seen his movie Slither. And Slither has all the elements that you see in Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I knew he was going to do a good job of that. And so this gives me hope. Like, it really is in the director because I think he can handle that. You think he could pull it off? Yeah, of horror and black comedy, dark comedy, whatever you want to call it, together. I think that, I think he, so man. Yeah, I'm actually I, more excited I, again, now. I'm still, I'm still confused. That's not, the, and again, what I had said in the beginning of my, my, my chat was that <laughs> uh, <laughs> it still is intriguing. Yeah. So something I do want to see the cast uh, with Michelle Williams, Woody Harrelson. You have Riz Ahmed, mm-hmm. um, Michelle Lee. Like you got some good people yep. there. Um, I did not see Zombieland because I, I don't like Jesse Eisenberg like that, but. I will take your word yeah, for it, Ben. That, dope, that is yo, it's really dope. It, it, fire, that, I read so. the script recently. Even the script is good. Yeah, it's a really that's a dope movie. They're doing a part two to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I say I don't like Jesse, I don't mean as a person. I know, I, and there's like there's, not no, but there's even a big um cameo in that film that if you don't know about, I don't want to spoil it, but you should see oh, okay. it for that. Like, well, I'll watch. I'll watch. Yeah, it. someone um, shows up I'll in that it. film, and it's it's just magic. I, I don't like many of the characters he's portrayed. Let me be more clear. Feel you. Um, Understand? Because I don't want. I, that's another thing. I don't. I we've said it before on the show about conflating characters with the actual people. Mm. Yes. Uh, so you know, I want to make that distinction. But um, yeah. So Venom trailer is out. Venom trailer two rather is out. Watch it. Tell us what you think. We've posted it on our IG. Hit up our IG page. Make sure you subscribe or you're following us on IG so that you can see all the trailers and chat along with us. Mm-hmm. And also some other news. Disney has announced they are doing a live action Lady and the Tramp what yeah <laughs> what for ah. oh. did that beauty and the beast joint make money like that 
It did. I don't even remember it. Like, I, I have no... I, I wasn't interested. I have no it, recollection of it at all. Other than... I remember when the trailer... I think... No, I don't even... I don't know who's in it. None of that stuff. Like Emma, Emma Watson's in it. Hermione. Oh wow. Okay. She played Belle. But... I like her, but yeah, I don't. No, it made it made it made it made cash, but it made cash. That's why we got Lady in the Trip now, folks. That's why we can't have nice things. Lady called, it's, called... it's just out of all Disney movies, that's the one y'all decide y'all want to bring back because I know that's the wave now. They're gonna make everything live action. Yep. The Jungle Book is live action. Lion King's live action. Ah ah ah. Everything's live action, but. <laughs> Um, Lady and Tramp would not have been my first, second, or third choice. It also is one of the books I hated the most as a child. So, word. I had a, I had a, (laughs) as a kid, my stepmother bought me like this, this Disney book compendium, if you will. So it it was like these little skinny books, but they was all, but it was all the books that ended up being movies. So Little Mermaid, Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians. But why did you hate Lady and the Tramp is my question. (laughs) It was just weird. Like I just didn't, I don't know. Cause I was the whole dog thing, the the whole thing. The, the anthropomorphication of thoughts. I, I just, I don't know. You couldn't I just, get with the dolls eating spaghetti. I could get with. <laughs> not feeling it just that. wasn't my thing. And and they was already on fish and spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it just wasn't my thing. It just wasn't for me. That's so funny. <laughs> so I'm like, not. It's like, nah, no. I'm not, I'm not no. the most excited about it. And again, we talked about confusion a few minutes ago. I am confusion about this choice that Disney made. But that being said, Kiersey Clemens who starred in Dope, she's in talks to join this live-action Disney movie. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I'm down nice. for that. Yeah, and, um, oh, uh, Charlie Bean, who directed the Lego Ninjago movie, is directing this remake. And this is supposed to... De- oh, this is interesting. This is supposed to debut on Disney's digital streaming service. Ah, mm. guap. Guap. Mm. And that, my friends, is why Lady in a Tramp yeah, is going to Oh, okay. Guap. But, but also, it's on the streaming. It's not like a wide box office type right. release so that was just like that's not the first thing i would think of to put in the movie theaters but okay i get it it's a heat check, I mean, it's a heat check at this you know point. And so what's she gonna play she's gonna play lady no 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 she's gonna play the no she's gonna play darling the, yeah, the, owner, of the lady. owner of lady yeah. oh so they're really doing live action like they're just yeah okay yeah. they just if the dogs are actually gonna be the dogs, dogs. talking huh yeah because they don't talk right the dogs don't talk in lady and the tramp do they yeah, yeah. they do oh, all the animals talk oh that's weird that's Disney, bro. Oh, that's so weird. That should be a weird. Those, it's always weird when they do these live action and the animals talk. Like it's so weird. The Jungle Book, but in the Jungle Book, in the cartoons, they talk. I know, but so in, why would they not in, talk? In the Jungle Book movie, the live action one weirded me out when the panther started talking. It was like it just doesn't because well, an animal's <laughs> mouth isn't meant. You know, it can't produce vowel sounds, obviously. So <laughs> how you know that? I mean, it doesn't look right. <laughs> how you know that? How you know they can't produce? They don't have lips. They just, you just don't know what they, they don't have. They some of them have lips. Do they have lips? Bro, when the dogs start talking, it's the time I'm out. You know, it's over. <laughs> it's over. animosity. It's animosity. Oh my God. It's over. Read that book, by the way. It's very good. Uh, yeah. Very good comic. Yeah, it's great comic. Great comic. Um, And speaking of streaming services and anything that they will put on, you know, we got to do a little shout out to, you know, happy born day to Chico Leo and shout out to, you know, Chico's pick of the week and Netflix. <laughs> So I don't this, know if these would qualify as picks of the week. You know, let's, let's, let's I get mean, that clear. Depending um, on what floats your boat. I saw this movie while I was getting my hair braided. So it might be one of those movies where you could have one in the background I'm not paying attention to, but jump in I every so often. Because it. it pulled me in at certain <laughs> points and then it pissed me off at the very end. Yes. This movie is called How It Ends, starring Forrest Whitaker. 
Theo James, Nicole Ari Parker, Kat Graham, and a few other people. Which, to be honest with you, no one else in the movie really matters. Yeah. Because um, uh, these are the mains, and even in the mains, Nicole Ari Parker, you see her for five minutes. Yo, uh, played. That out. being said, think. You know, think your typical disaster movie something terrible happens uh uh what um nature wise something terrible happens it's really and unclear. They, they never actually it, they, yeah. they never explain and literally they and then because they i guess they're trying to open up for a sequel i don't know <laughs> they never explain why it's happening there's lots of cons- literally conspiracy theories that are said by different characters in the movie about what's happening and why it's happening but Long story short, it's a disaster movie and how people are, how the world or the society in the United States is reacting to it. And it's, it's the premise is literally this disaster happens. Forrest Whitaker and Theo James live in Chicago or, or excuse me, Theo James is visiting Chicago. Forrest Whitaker lives in Chicago and Forrest's daughter, Kat Graham lives in Seattle. Yep. And this, this happens there's, you know, as in a disaster or communication goes down or source of sh- or source of shit goes wrong. And Forrest is like, I'm going to go get my daughter. So this whole, <laughs> Jeff just left. This whole movie is about Forrest and Theo James. Theo James is Kat Graham's fiance. But this whole movie is about them going from striving from Chicago to Seattle to go save Kat Graham and what happens in between. Yep. Now, it for a lot of people that'd be like, "Oh, that sounds stupid." Uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I I was like, "Okay, I, I gave it a chance because again, I wasn't doing anything else, but I was captive for four hours, so uh, it, it got intriguing at parts. I actually got into it after a while, but again, the ending pissed me off." Yeah, uh, let's not spoil the ending for anyone. I thought the cinematography was great. I watched this movie and cinematography I, was good. Yeah, I mean, beautiful cinematography. Actually, I watched this movie and another drawn on Netflix this week, Extinction, which is a uh, Michael Pena and um, Michael Pena yeah, and uh, who was from Ant Man fame and Coulter fame. and uh, Luke Cage, um, in that joint. And it's not really it's different, you know, level of world ending movies in both of these, but they both involve you know bad things happening. The extinction has a kind of cool twist about midway through it that I kind of figured out about five minutes into it. So <laughs> it kind of wasn't a big twist for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah out of the yeah, two, yeah. I would recommend um, how it ends more, just because I, I would too. Yeah, the cinematography in that is actually yeah. you know some beautiful stuff. Yeah, I, I was actually impressed with the the cinematography in it because like it didn't read like a TV movie. Mm-mm, no, it's beautiful. It's really because well there's, there's some there's some Netflix entries that that really read like TV movies yes. and look like TV yeah. movies, but this one you could tell they threw money at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You know, you it's it's something it's it's something to watch to pass the time if you're looking for something to do. Yep. Try it out. Most definitely. And if you're looking for something else to do, you know what you can always do. You can buy some comic books and make sure you listen to everything in this segment we call Comic Psycho. Saw the little hand movement. I had to, you know, add to it right there with a little echo at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trying to add vibrato to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's a great word right there. And this week, um, I and stuff that I actually bought, you know, physically, I want to shout out. I got the first eight issues of the Scarlet Witch series. I think they canceled this. I'm not sure if it's still running. It was by James Robinson. Uh, I really, it's hard to recommend. I would actually buy the trade of this, especially if you're a fan of really ill art, because every issue has a different artist, and it's a lot of artists who I know about but aren't like real mainstream artists. 
like a lot of women and a lot of like different people. And it's like different styles of art that you get in every issue. So I would definitely look at it if you're a real art fan. I thought the story was more so that you could have all these dope artists. So that one's I'm not really putting in the high recommendation. My pick of the week is, though, The New World by Alice Cott, who is a friend of the show, has always also been on the show before. He wrote the book Generation Gone, which I love the effing hell out of. And he's become one of my favorite people since because he's a person who isn't afraid to speak his mind, has a lot to say. His new trade, Days of Hate, is also out. That's also a really dope book you could check out. But I'm really recommending The New World, and it's my pick of the week this week, mainly because of the artists on it, the dude Trad Moore. He did this book that I talked about before, The Legend of Luther Strode. And Trad is just straight up and down one of the illest action artists out today. Like, his action is mind-blowingly good. Like, the way he draws action, the way he draws just big battle scenes, you know, stuff like he had this uh, car chase scene in Luther Strode that looked like it could could have been straight out of the Matrix 2 car chase scene. Like, it was just incredible stuff. <laughs> like, he's so sick with it. So, The New World is definitely my pick of the week. And definitely check that out because Alez is one of the best up-and-coming writers. And Trad, I mean, anything he draws is well worth it. He did a Venom book that was really crazy as well. Like he did a, mm. I think it was one a Venom annual or something. But it was, oh man, that shit was sick. Mm. Yep. Check that out. Yeah. So that's about it for me this week. I, I know there's some also some news about Saga that we got to talk about that you know just hurts. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'd recommend if you've been reading Saga, and if you haven't read Saga Fifty Four by now, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I haven't yet. Read. Sit down before you read it. And then after you read it, mm. breathe, and then breathe some more. Somebody dies, right? I and know it, right? I would. I, I was. I, well, I'm not going to spoil okay. anything. But if you know, if you've been reading this arc, you know nobody's mm. safe. And if you read in this series, oh, you know God. nobody's safe. But it is a lot. It's a whole lot going on. But even worse mm. than not worse, but even crazier than the events in that ep- in that book. Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples are taking an at least year-long hiatus from Saga. And you know, if you've been reading the book, you know after every arc, they take about three months off, three, four months. This time, they're taking a year because he wants to rejuvenate the creative juices, take a break. He already has in his mind where everything is going to go. They just want to execute it in the Mm -hmm. best way possible and... Brian K. Vaughn still writes on Paper Girl. Like, he's still working, but he's just giving Saga a rest. And, you know, I respect everything he does. He's one of the phenomenal writer. but fuck you, <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn. Like, how, how are you going to leave us like that? You are the Ben Vereen of comics right now. You really leaving us? We thought we were going with, on the truck ride with you, and we are going to go cross country, and you telling me, I'm going to start calling you Lou. I'm about to call it Brian K. Vaughn and Lou, bro. Like, how do you leave? And and the and the touch that they put with it, he he basically was like, yeah, I know y'all gonna hate me, but you know, check out Paper Girls. Talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, y'all moving, I'm moving across the country, but you know, I, I, we could still WhatsApp or whatever the case may be. But yo, dog, it's it's wild, it's wild. But you know, shout out to him if he needs that that year to rejuvenate. Um, it, you know, yeah. do it. I'd rather that than you come out with some mediocrity, but it just shows. So there was there there was an earlier arc in the War for for Fong arc where the end oh, of God. that book, if he were to say he was taking off a year, 
you would have been like, what the fuck? Like, the difference between these two is like, that one I would have been like, what the fuck, Brian? This one is more like, Brian, fuck you, dog. Like, why, how are you going to leave? Like, how are you going to... That's like your friend telling you the best story ever, and then their phone cuts off, and they just don't call you back. Oh, dog, I'll tell you tomorrow. No, man, I'm, I'm up. Like, I need to know. Like, I'm not going to sleep until I hear the end of this story. But, yeah, that book, that book, that mm. book. And um, I also read Amazing Spider-Man mm. number two by Nick, Nick Spencer. Great follow-up from the first issue. Um. The lizard is teaching Peter Parker mm-hmm. in college. What? Wow. Yes. And, and 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 it is it's complicated. But when you see how they got there, it's it's ill. It's just ill how he's building this story so far. And um, yeah, there's a lot going on there too. But um, those those two I would definitely recommend. But if you read Saga. Definitely read it before people spoil. If you got through without people spoiling it, you know, salute to you. But yeah, sit down, read it, ingest it, read it again. That that's yeah. the funny thing too, because I only read saga and trades. But I don't know if mm. I've managed if I just stay off like the saga boards and the saga sites or whatever. But I have no clue what's going on right now because I only read it in trades. Like I had the last six issues. I have no idea what has happened since the last trade. And shout out to everyone for not spoiling that for me. Thank you. People don't really tweet about it like that. Yeah. People don't really tweet about saga like that. At least like I don't I try not to go because I have, you know, I have lists and stuff that I use on Twitter and different places. I, I do my best not to go into yeah. my comics list because people just, you know, you know the rules. If you're not, you. you don't get your shit by Wednesday. All right, go go look if you want. Go and then shout out to all of the comic um blogs that'll put um brackets, spoiler, you won't believe what happens to spoiler in this episode. Hmm, let me take a wild <laughs> guess what happens to somebody in this episode. Yeah. Way to be coy. God forbid you couldn't say explosive or something else. Lead me on. Lie to me. Obscure the truth. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you nah, it's okay. And we never do that over it's here. So thank you to everyone, as always, who has been using that hashtag, Comics I Copped. Use it on Instagram, on Twitter, wherever, Facebook, it don't matter. Let us know what you're copying. Let us know what we should be reading. If you've been picking up the stuff that we've been recommending, thank you so much. I mean, that that I talk about that all the time, but it always blows my mind because I'll go through the Instagram hashtag. I'll go through the Twitter hashtag. And a lot of times people don't even at me or the show. And it's just like they just have these comics that we've been talking about or new comics that I've never even read. And it's always amazing. So thank you so much for that. Anything else before we get out of here tonight? Definitely shouts and congratulations to fellow network alum, <laughs> Kid Fury. Mm-hmm. He is, it was announced a few days ago that he is going to be working on an upcoming HBO show uh, to be produced by Lena Waithe. Um, first of all, what's going to be very interesting is the show is essentially about his life. Um, it said it's, it's going to be a, f- about following a 20 something sarcastic gay black man navigating adulthood and responsibility in New York. And the character is going to be named Greg, which is Fury's real name, Greg. Uh, so essentially it's a story about him and it should be, wow. it should be incredible. Um, he's, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's such a good person. He's yes. very hilarious. And again, someone who is part of the loudspeakers network family, as you guys probably already know, if you're listening to this, he's on the read along with Crystal West. 
Um, really excited to, to see this come together, especially because Lena is producing, like literally in a span of a week, they test announcing day after day some new project that she was putting together. So... Yeah. Uh, securing the bags whoa whoa so um we're we're definitely looking forward to that looking forward to that when is it going to come out i don't know but again it's going to be to be an hbo show dope as hell that is incredible especially about you know because his come up and his whole life story is so crazy and it just yeah. you know so much story potential right there wow that's amazing yo fury let me hold twenty dollars yo Lord, it's like i know you got he it said twenty dollars <laughs> let me hold swally Shout out! I mean, shout out to the fan bros. Twenty dollars. Shout out to the fan bros. Let me hold. Let me hold up. Let me hold a roll in your in your your joint. Like, let's let's go, bro. Like, I mean, (laughs) mean, you know, speak of fam gang 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 gang. Fan bros show. You can go back and listen to the Kid Fury episode. You know, it's a classic. I think he's been on here twice, right? Yeah, he's been on. He's been on, and he's a big Game of Thrones fan. So we probably gotta come together again when Game of Thrones comes back for the finale. Castle Black, you know, we gotta have. Yeah, gotta have the Fury up on. No, but seriously, man, shout out to him, man. For those, especially for us in here in New York, dude came up from Miami, been on his grind, yep, nonstop, really, throughout the whole time. Same dude, like you know, he's been he's been really doing his thing. So I like to commend him. Keep going, keep doing it smash smash everything that you see and then break those pieces too and, and continue to Word. ascend and also happy talk about birthdays happy born day to toby Wan 405 yes yes let me and happy birthday go ahead oh yeah let me say that real quick toby Wan 405 yeah. is a listener of the show and he did a born day rhyme you know on his instagram live where he was just you know rapping for his born day and he shouted me out in the rhyme i you know blew my mind like yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's so crazy, yo. Just yeah, thank all to everybody, you know, everybody who listens and supports. That stuff, that I mean, it's tears and all that, but tears for real, amazing. And, and happy recent birthday to Ato Asando, yeah. also friend of the show. No, no, I mean, let's get it right. The, one of the mayors of the show, you know, Ato is like, too. I think. So we have several mayors. <laughs> I mean, it's a battle between him and Dule Hill right now. I think. And, and, and what about and, Daniel? Yeah, Daniel older too. Damn. Yeah, I mean, three kings. Three, like, <laughs> hey, three kings. You know, we need some queens, though. Have we had any returning? Lexi's been on here twice. So Lexi's definitely, you know. Damn, we, yeah, we need Lexi up in here to start battling, you know, and have a queen of the show as well, you know. But right now we got three kings, three different mayors. We'll, we'll, we'll give them that. Fan bros, fan bros, fan bros.